Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to another episode of Let It Grow Investing, episode 26. Uh, I've been gone for about a, a week since I've recorded last. Uh, some of those, the last episode was pre-recorded. And, uh, you know, I was out in uh, Vegas and Utah for four or five days. And, uh, uh, you know, we had a lot of news going on in the market. Uh, a bunch of quarterly reports were coming out. Um, you know, some, some big news out of Tesla, out of Enphase, uh, you know, Caterpillar's rocketing back up. Starbucks is getting a little bit beat down on their quarter. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot going on in the market. Uh, a lot of news that, uh, you know, I'm getting caught up on here and, uh, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, research from my trip out there. I'll, I'll call it research for the sake of the uh, podcast here. Um, you know, so what did I see even before I left and uh, what did I see while I was out there? You know, we were flying Southwest and, you know, I, we've talked a bit about all the delays and uh, the strike and people not wanting to come back to work because they were forcing mandate or mandated vaccines on employees. Uh, so we got caught up in that, I believe. And I'm not 100% sure as to why uh, our flight got canceled, but uh you know, Saturday morning, we were supposed to fly out uh, about 4.10. We got a text message uh, Saturday morning that our 6.30 a.m. flight was canceled. Uh, you know, so we were supposed to be in Vegas by 8.30 a.m. and then be out in Utah, you know, by lunchtime. And that did not happen. We ended up getting... Um, uh, a, a flight out to Providence, Rhode Island, which then had a connecting flight out to Orlando. And then we flew to Vegas. So, you know, the Southwest problems are real. And, uh, you know, they uh, they made it, I guess they made it as right as they could. You know, they gave us a voucher and got us on another plane. But a lot of people were getting redirected to go fly out of another airport, out of National, or people were going to Philly to fly. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of different problems, um, but you know, it was at the end of the day, we got there and all was well, but, uh, in Orlando, you know, we were in the airport and I, I can't even tell you how many families were there, uh, at the airport going to Disney, um, which I, you know, on a, a weekend, a school, uh, weekend where people had, uh, obviously had to get back for work in school with their families and all, you know, it, uh, was not a slow airport by any stretch. And, uh, you know, we got to Vegas, uh, fairly late, you know, about seven thirty, eight o'clock PM, uh, after, you know, a full day of flying and, uh, got there and, uh, you know, they, we had some problems with the rental car being that we were supposed to be in earlier. They had told us that the enterprise was completely rented out of cars. And, uh, we ended up getting a car. It was just a, a, a problem of, uh, finding the reservation, this, that, the other, but they were completely booked. Every flight was completely booked. The airports were slam packed. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's back to traveling from that regard. I, uh, 
did see that uh, Enterprise had a Polestar EV, um, one of the new electric vehicles, and it was hooked up to a charge point charger. So that was kind of cool. Saw those uh, in the in the rental car uh, area. So that was neat to see that charge point chargers were we're getting some love from Enterprise. That was definitely cool. And uh, you know the casinos. When we got back from Utah, we went to some casinos. They were busy. People were shopping. People were spending. And uh, you know, it was, it was good to see everyone kind of back out doing their thing out in Vegas. So it was definitely uh, a good sign for a lot of the companies that we uh, keep a watch on. You know, uh, from Wynn to MGM to the Caesars properties, they were all pretty busy. You know, the the taxis they were full of advertisements for uh, Planet 13 uh, that we've talked about before. There's a, a bunch of different uh, good signs out there that I saw. Um, you know, the, the line at check-in at the hotel at uh, Paris was, uh, I don't know, probably 40 minutes long by the time we uh, we got back into uh, into Vegas. So, you know, a lot of people there, even on a Monday, Tuesday, and, uh, you know, had a, had a good time and, uh, some good experiences there. So, um, but you know, it's good to be home. So what, uh, what else did we see in the news here? Um, you know, we've had Tesla on this crazy run for the past couple weeks. Now, uh, they had a great quarter. They did a lot of things, right? They had the growth in China. They had growth here. Uh, we've talked about that a good bit, but one thing that uh, is new is uh, that they got an order um, for a hundred thousand vehicles from Hertz. Um, you know, this is a, it's a great order. It's definitely a, a spot where you know they they need to sell these uh, additional vehicles, and you know we're trying to get uh, to that point where we're at a million vehicles, and I'm I'm sure we're going to be there within the next year. But this Hertz order really means a lot more than that to me. Uh, what it means to me is that anyone who wants to go and, uh, you know, either test drive one by means of renting it, bring it home, see how it works. They're going to be, uh, introduced to the, the Tesla cars, the Tesla supercharger network. Um, you know, they're going to kind of show it off when they drive it. They're going to, you know, take it to their, their families or their friends, whoever's going to get in it. So now you've got a lot more people that are going to have a little bit more experience in uh, in EVs, and they're going to see how it works before they buy. Uh, and that definitely means that they're going to have uh, more eyes on it, more addressable market cap, more um, people who are going to be willing to be customers, uh, I believe, when they drive them and see how much cheaper it is or how much uh, more convenient or, or things like that uh, in the way of what they can do with these cars. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely see where that goes. I, I think it's it's more than just a hundred thousand vehicle sale to me. I think it also shows that other um, rental car companies are going to be doing the same, right? So we're going to have you know whether it be uh, Enterprise or Alamo or Thrifty, whoever. They're, I think they're all going to be on this path towards buying more vehicles, more chargers. Uh, you know, even if it's different vehicles, uh, you know, such as Lucid, you know, Lucid is going to be coming out on the 30th of October, which is tomorrow as I'm recording. It's the, the 29th. Um, but their first cars are going to be released on the 30th. And that is why uh, Lucid's run up probably about 40, 50 percent in the last two days. Um, so, you know, 
there's a lot of different news out there in the EVs. I see that the charge point chargers are doing well. Enphase, Solar, doing great. They had another great quarter. Uh, so there's a lot of these stocks that are moving together, right? So we've got all the uh, the EVs, the chargers, all those plays are moving together. Uh, the only one I'm really waiting on in the EV space for me is uh, ABML, that lithium battery play. Um, but, you know, that's more on the recycle side and they're not producing so much yet. They're still uh, getting everything up and running. So we'll, we'll, we will see where that goes. But uh, it definitely shows you that there is a lot of interest in, uh, in EVs. And, uh, you know, even Ford had a great, great quarter uh, in the vehicles that they were selling. And, uh, you know, they put, uh, I believe, like $45 billion into R&D over the next few years for um for lithium powered vehicles, as well as some other new technologies that they're looking to come out with. And to try to compete, uh, I still believe Tesla's years ahead uh, in the lithium, uh, in the battery department, as well as a couple other arms of their business. Uh, but you know, the, there is competition out there. So they certainly have to keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, for anyone who got into uh, Tesla, when I was recommending it back in the six, seven hundreds, you know, congratulations, you know, we're, we're creeping up on 1100 and, uh, you know, I guess I was wrong. Uh, I was hoping for 900 by the end of the year and, uh, we cruised right by that. We, we got to that number and, you know, we just kept sailing. I, and now here today it is a uh, thousand eighty nine. Uh, so this is, like I said, still my biggest position. It's, uh, it's getting close to doubling since I was really purchasing. Well, I was buying a little bit, but my average is in the 600s. Uh, so I did have uh, some purchases in, down in the four or 500s, but uh, my average is about 660. So, you know, it's uh, it's getting to be one of them positions that's uh, getting, getting larger for me. I still don't want to trim it. Um, you know, it's one that I'm fine letting run. Now, I don't blame you if you want to trim after this big of a run, but uh, for me, it's one that I, I still have a lot of faith in. I see a lot of different um, ways forward in the in the different uh, gigafactories that are coming out, the different ways they're building things to make it better, the insurance. We, we've been through all this before. Um, you know, so we also have, um, yeah, like I said, Lucid, they're coming out tomorrow with um, the new... Uh, Lucid Airs are going to be released on the 30th. And, you know, this is one that I think it has run up a bit too much. Um, I do think there's probably going to be a bit of a sell-off after these start hitting the streets. I think we're going to pull back. And then I'll, I think after we report the next quarter to see how these sales have gone, I think that's when we're going to see a next rally forward. Uh, so for me, um, Lucid is something that I would be buying on a dip. Uh, other dip buying that I'm looking to do is in uh, PayPal. Uh, PayPal had that deal with Pinterest that has now fallen through. And, uh, you know, we really haven't gotten too much to where we, we haven't got back to where we were before they announced this possible buyout of Pinterest. Uh, and for some reason, I, I don't know if that's the, if investors are looking at it as a misstep from management or what the hang up is, but, uh, you know, it, it's down in the two thirties and it's, it's one that I, I think we're getting all this bad news baked in. Uh, so I believe that there's going to be a, a good amount of upside from here. 
And uh, when I go ahead and look at some of the different um, analyst research out there, uh, let me see, let's pull this up. Uh, about 42% upside right now to a price target of 333. And, uh, you know, right now we're at 234. So I do believe that there is uh, significant room for upside and, you know, not necessarily just based on this three, uh, on this um, price target of 333, but uh, just my belief in the company and where they're going. And I still, like I said before, I was really hoping for more of a payment play uh, similar to the Affirm merger or the Affirm deal um, with Walmart and some of the other um, retailers out there. So I, I really hope PayPal looks for something in that light to try to grow their business. You know, they, they do have some price targets. Uh, I'm looking right now and the, the first five are between 323 and 375, which, you know, is right in line with that uh, room for significant upside. So it's one that I've been buying. It uh, is definitely a spot where I think we're, we're about as baked in low as that we're going to go. Uh, I, I do see more, way more upside on this one than, than downside. So it's one that I'm adding fairly heavily. Uh, we also had DraftKings come out with that Entain deal. And now they also um, withdrew their offer to buy Entain. So, you know, this one still has not re uh, reacted to the upside like I thought it was going to do before uh, the merger. I thought we were going to cruise back up to that $60 mark. And, you know, we're, we're down in the, the $46 range. So this is one that I think there is significant upside. You know, sports are all, all back. Everyone's going to games. Um, you know, in my travels, I saw a ton of people flying out Saturday to go to uh, sport NFL games on Sunday. And, you know, there was all different teams, everyone flying everywhere to go, go watch these games. Um, so I, I definitely think that that is out there. Uh, the sports books at the casinos were, were jam packed when I was there too. There was all types of people, um, uh, betting on, on sports. And, uh, you know, I saw, uh, some different sports betting apps while I was out there, uh, that even like the Paris hotel was giving you $50 free play to play on their app. When you deposited 50 bucks, it was basically $50 free. Um, so there, there's definitely a lot of room for uh, the sports betting to grow. And this one uh, has about a 48% uh, upside from analysts. So, you know, that's that's off of 17 analysts. And uh, I definitely think we should be back into the 60s. I think by the end of the year, I really do, because I, I don't see why it's still being held into this, uh, this channel of uh, this deal to where you know, they were going to buy Entain and now they haven't, but the, the price hasn't responded to that news that uh, the deal's not going through. So I do think that it will catch up. I don't know who's going to come in and, and buy up a bunch of shares and drive this price up, but uh, I definitely think DraftKings being kind of the number one uh, player in that spot, I do think it's going to get bought up here soon. And uh, we'll, we'll see where this company wants to go after this, uh, this deal for Entain didn't uh, didn't quite work out the way they they wanted it to, but uh, you know, being that it was going to be a twenty two billion dollar deal, I really didn't see the. I I thought they were 
going to be paying too much compared to their size of their company. It would have been a great way to get into Europe, but it would have been a whole lot of money coming out. And, uh, you know, now that they're, they're not going through with it, I feel like we're in a, in a better spot to, to grow locally and then maybe, um, revisit getting into Europe here in a, in a year or two when, uh, something else presents itself. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different news out there on these, uh, you know, some deals that fell through some, uh, you know, Facebook news that, uh, the, the metaverse and they're changing their name to meta and, uh, you know, it's kind of rebranding the, the same thing, kind of similar to what Google did when they, uh, announced that their parent company was alphabet. I, I really don't think it changes much of the company. I mean, it gives Facebook maybe another, another lane to travel down and see how that goes. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So there's, there's tons of news, uh, from all these companies that are reporting their, their quarters and we're, uh, just kind of watching to see what's going on with all of them. And, you know, when, when some decent deals come out, uh, you know, I think we got to pounce on them cause they, some of these big names do not stay down for long. Uh, you know, so when Apple had a, a bit weaker of a, uh, quarter, you know, there was a small beat. It, it wasn't, uh, anything to write home about. It did sell off a bit. And, uh, you know, we're still up from that 136 level that we hit maybe about a month ago. And uh, it definitely got bought up. So now today with this uh, earnings news, where are we today? Uh, we're at 147. So we're about $11 up from where we were, you know, just a short time ago, beginning of the month. Uh, yeah, beginning of October, we were down 139. And, uh, you know, we, we're definitely coming back up. I think we're going to um, get through that 150 level here and, uh, and move on forward. And, uh, you know, right now we've got a price target on this one of 168 representing about 14% of, uh, upside from where we are now. Uh, but Microsoft blew the, uh, the doors off of their earnings, uh, major growth in cloud, major growth in, uh, the Azure, uh, platform that they have Microsoft teams doing really well. And, uh, you know, even, even gaming and all is doing well also. So that one, even in the, in the, you know, 320 range, I, I definitely see some upside. I definitely think that they're on a good path and I, I see that there is room to go forward and they are already catching, uh, some upgraded price targets, uh, you know, from 350 to 400 even. And, uh, that's just been in the past, uh, couple days here. So they, they definitely got some room to run. Uh, I think within the next five years, they're still going to be a, a force to re be reckoned with. Uh, they're one of the few major cap, uh, mega cap tech stocks that hasn't had any big government uh, oversight after they were you know investigated like 20 years ago, uh, where Facebook and Apple and, and even Amazon, they've, they've all have some kind of government oversight right now someone's watching them for something that they're that they're doing uh but microsoft isn't that so you know they, they've got a little bit more of a uh clear uh, view ahead as to where they can go and what they're looking to do and uh you know for that reason on on any kind of pullback in microsoft i'd, I'd say add to it um you know I, I say the same thing for apple as well facebook's been a bit dodgy right now but um you know as far as the microsoft even Amazon, Apple, I, I think on any weakness that uh, 
that they're solid buys. And I, I think they're going to be doing much better in five years than even where they are now. Uh, so on a long-term view, I think those are our stocks that I will be adding to and, uh, you know, make sure you're doing your own research before you go ahead and get into these names. But, uh, I own all, all four of those actually. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all names that I would add to and, uh, you know, Facebook being kind of the, the number four spot there. Um, you know, they've got, like I said, more, more problems going on right now that I'm, we're trying to wade through and see where they come out on the other side of this. Uh, you know, they're trying to get that good press with changing the name and they're coming out with new products, but they definitely are still in the, in the heat of things with uh, the government. So keep an eye on that one. And, uh, you know, definitely take a look at the others on any sort of weakness. Cause I, I think, you know, like I said, five years, they're going to be better than where they are now. Uh, but we will be right back after this quick message. All right, we're back. Um, but thank you as always for joining me and, uh, you know, please make sure to like subscribe and share. Um, you know, if you want to support the page with a 99 cent uh, monthly contribution, there is a link in the anchor.fm slash let it grow. Uh, so you can help the, uh, the page stay functional on there. Um, but yeah, wanted to, uh, get into some stocks that are a bit oversold, uh, in my opinion, um, ones that are, I am looking at, but, uh, you know, first I wanted to say a bit about, uh, you know, when do you know or how long do you hold a stock that isn't going anywhere? Um, you know, if you bought Tesla, say four or five years ago, 2016, 2017, it was dead money for quite a long time, right? Um, so when do you when do you run out of these positions? Do you give it six months? Do you give it a year? Um, you know, I, I think for some of these up and coming companies that are in Industries that haven't quite taken off yet. Think, uh, you know, AI, think robotics, some of the, the you know, crowd or um, not cloud plays, some of the different uh, EVs and things like that, that are, you know, up and coming. You, I don't think you can punish them for not responding as quickly as maybe you got in. Maybe you got in before the uh, the rest of the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So you might not want to. Uh, sell when the reason that you bought it, the the technology or the the function of what this company provides hasn't come to fruition yet. Uh, you know, similar to crypto, you, you know, I think a lot of people buying crypto now, yeah, there's some people trading it, but there's some people that are, are just trying to get in on the ground floor. Um, and I think that's kind of where Tesla was a few years back. So if you get in on that ground floor and it's slow to move, but you know, there's all the all the pieces are there showing you that these companies are still great companies. Why are you rushing to sell? Uh, you know, sure there might be something else, another shiny object to to purchase at that point in time, but that doesn't mean you want to abandon ship on some of your you know your best well thought out plays. You might just have a, a little bit longer of a, a waiting period until your stock comes. Uh, in, in favor again or in favor at all. Uh, so, you know, if you got into some of these companies early, uh, you know, even like Zoom or, you know, Teladoc, some of these companies that were kind of before their time. And, you know, then when, uh, when things change or when people start adopting these technologies or a pandemic happens, 
you know, then there are the stocks that are in favor, um, you know, but last year was kind of a bit of an accelerator for these companies that were uh, tech based that, uh, you know, got people to the doctor or, or, you know, shopping online or this, that, or the other that, you know, we could do from a distance. Uh, so I guess my point is if, if you're in these companies and you're getting them on the ground floor and you know, you're at that ground level, you have to have a longer, um, ramp as to when you think you're going to really make some money off of them. Uh, you know, so it might not always be a three month wait. You know, if you bought in to Tesla over the summer on this big drop, when it fell from 900 into the fours, uh, you know, you were certainly waiting for that rebound up to that 900 again uh, with me. But if you bought a few years back, uh, you know, or if you bought at that 900 level and it, it fell, you know, you, you really got to think about your your long term thesis and where you think these companies are going to go. Um, so just just be patient on the ones that you, you really have that high conviction in. Um, especially names that are uh, on the cusp of something great and you can feel it, you see all the pieces and uh, you know, the, there's really a large addressable market. There's a big shift in uh, consumer mindset or where the government's looking to spend money. And uh, if, it, if it affects that many people and people are going to be spending hand over fist on it, it's probably something that you don't want to abandon. Uh, you know, there, there's, the other co other companies out there that are in, um, you know, say marijuana that uh, there's 500 companies for uh, that are are looking to get into it. Maybe you know more than that actually. Just the the ones that are traded publicly. You know, there's a lot of competition out there, and sure, there's you know possibly some regulation, possibly some some new laws coming. There's certainly some some room for growth out there, and I do believe it'll be. Um, a big play for a lot of the, the cigarette tobacco companies. I, I think a lot of those companies are going to roll into that industry as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as life-changing uh, as some of the other, the AI and the, the robotics and the, the self-driving and things like that to where uh, it's going to be in all the cars and everyone's going to be using it for uh, data analytics, things like that to where all the big companies are going to use it. Governments are going to use it. Um, I do think there's there's more of a, a a reason for these companies to have this much upside uh, where they're one of the few companies that do what they do or they do it really well. So just think about the competition. Think about where you see this company and that company's position and where they're going to be going forward and try to find those number one, number two companies in that uh, in that industry. And if you're in those and you really believe in the uh, the prospects that these companies have going forward, then then don't cut yourself short if you're looking to um, believe in these companies long term. Because you know patience goes a long way, and uh, that it, it definitely will will show up when you are patient with uh, some of these you know number one, number two names in an industry. Uh, so other than that, if if you're looking to um, kind of maintain these gains that you have. Uh, on a position like Tesla, you could also do a 10% a stop loss uh, to where if it did drop $180 right now or $100 right now, you would sell it. You know, you would still have a gain, but, you know, you, you want to protect it. Say you still want a 30, 40% gain from where you bought in 
um, over the summer, you know, you could certainly set a lower price to where if it does drop, you know, that's kind of your limit. That's your floor. You want to take some profits. You can always use a stop loss. Generally speaking, mine's about 7% on some of these bigger names. Uh, on some of the more speculative names, I'll give them a little bit more room because they, they're more volatile. But on the, the bigger names, I'll set a stop loss uh, like 7 8% is where I'm at from the highs. You could also do a trailing stop loss to where if, uh, say, Lucid ran up and then you know it, it hit almost $40 yesterday, you could do uh, a trailing stop loss to where it's going to uh, sell when it falls from that high so you don't have to babysit these names there's definitely different ways out there to um to try to lock in those gains or try to limit your downside and uh, just make sure you're protected when you're doing your trading uh even when you're in these these high flyer names you know if if this money is something you're going to need in the next year you know you might have to change these a, a bit different to fit your needs but uh generally speaking you know, a stop loss will, will protect you, um, in the short term. And then you, you can, you know, spend that money and reinvest in something else that comes up, uh, some different names that I'm looking at right now to reinvest in, uh, ones that I think are a bit oversold. Uh, I've been looking at, uh, Visa. They've been selling off pretty hard. Uh, PayPal, Lockheed Martin, um, even Zillow. Those are some names that have come up that I've been looking at. Uh, you know, like I said before, PayPal, they, they had that deal with Pinterest that is falling through. And I, I think they're just a bit oversold, meaning there's there's been more sellers than buyers lately. And uh, I think once all those uh, sellers are flushed out, uh, I think this one's going to go a good bit higher. And uh, when we're looking to see when to buy, uh, you know, if there's more downside volume, more uh, more red on the chart, uh, if you're looking at candles on a graph, you know, you can certainly see the the volume coming in, going out. Uh, you know, you might want to wait for a turn in a trend to see a positive sign that we're going up. You don't want to just keep buying as it goes down, but sometimes you want to wait for that two, 3% up and then it doesn't break, uh, break down and go lower before you really start buying, um, you know. 235 is not a bad price for PayPal as far as I'm concerned, but we just want to make sure it doesn't go to 200. Uh, so when we see that news come out and we, we see a little bit more action on the charts that maybe it can hold the 240 level, 245 level, um, that might be a, a place where you want to get in. I've been adding since the drop. Um, and, and I mean, there, there's all different ways to do it. If you want a dollar cost average, if you want to wait for that turn and trend, uh, I'm trying to build a position. Uh, that's more my long goal with this one is build a position. And uh, I've seen this one break down in the 250s, 240s before and uh, come back up. Uh, similar to what Enphase was doing, we had talked about that one heavily going from 140 to 190, 150 to 190. And, uh, you know, like about a month ago, it was 149. And, uh, you know, now we're, we're in the two twenties and this was one that I had said that when it gets to that 140 level, buy it, uh, because I've seen this trend time and time again, and they have so much backlog of work that I, I don't know how it got that low, but now we're, you know, we're $75 up from where we were just a month ago. Uh, so it's definitely one that you can play the trend. 
and you know it'll it will turn quick on you. Uh, now Zillow was a bit different. Uh, Zillow was getting beat up uh, when well Zillow's the the home group that you can buy and sell your home on their uh, website. Now this one, they were going out and buying homes themselves to flip them to make a profit. Uh, but Zillow was paying over asking, and uh, I, I think they're they're kind of having some hiccups in getting uh, material and enough contractors and things to get these houses flipped and back on the market. So they announced that they had stopped doing home repurchases or home purchases to flip them. Uh, so now they are getting a bit beat up, and I do think there's still a lot of... Uh, action in the real estate market. So everyone's buying, everyone's moving, it seems to be. And, um, you know, people paying premiums. Now, this is one where I think they need to be very smart about what they're buying. I think the the paying over asking and trying to command higher prices, uh, they definitely need to be aware of the market. I think they have a good handle on what's going on out there as they have so much data um, from all their sales are the, all their listings. And, uh, I think they, they do have, uh, more eyes on what's going on in the market, but, uh, this one has gotten beat down since they announced that they had stopped repurchasing or purchasing homes. So when, uh, this one gets oversold, you know, we're, we're down closer to that, uh, the low We're way much closer to the low than the highs back in February, uh, had a high of about 208. And now we're trading about $99. Uh, so this one has a good amount of upside uh, from the analysts, about 45% price targets of 144. And uh, this one could be a good one to uh, load up on from the standpoint that it's oversold and it's getting beat down on this bad news. Um, you know, but like I said, you have to make sure that, you know, do your own research on the, the housing markets and, uh, and try to see where this one's going. Uh, but I, I do think it has a lot more upside in the fact of they're they're trying to branch out into purchasing more homes, flipping more properties, uh, as well as their core business of the uh, buy-sell of, of homes on their online database. Visa is the next one I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, this one's getting beat down uh, a bit on some, some different news. Uh, they had a uh, antitrust... Uh, probe into the the company here and uh, it's basically looking to see if the the kickbacks they were kind of given to square stripe and paypal were uh, anti-competitive so basically you know if if you use the visa on paypal they were getting you know paypal was getting money out of that uh and they're trying to see if that was uh, anti-competitive so they're getting beat down a little bit on that uh they had a good quarter and uh, international travel, international spending went up uh, from 46% last year, uh, this time to 86% this quarter. Uh, so we got some good news there, um, even though they said the outlook is a little bit uh, weaker on international spending, which, you know, they just said that it went up, but maybe it might not be able to sustain that. Uh but I mean, with the amount of air traffic that has been coming back and, uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, travel restrictions being lifted here in the next couple months, uh, I kind of think that that number is uh, kind of going to, you know, maybe be a little bit light on the estimates as far as what they are calling for. And hopefully we get a good upside beat out of that. 
Uh, so again, more more negative news than positive, even though they had a good quarter. Uh, I still think that they're going to uh, you know do a, a bit better. I don't think that this uh, probe into these these payments to these companies, uh, I mean, that's how these companies make money. I don't really see the anti-competitive nature out of that because I'm sure you know MasterCard's got their fees that they're paying them as well. Uh, so I, I'm not too sure that that's going to amount to much. And uh, I think we, we were a bit oversold. Uh, the volume has been coming back this morning. Um, at the open, you know, there was a good bit more selling than, or a good, sorry, a good bit more buying than selling. And, uh, you know, looking at the chart, looking at the, uh, the RSI and some of the price channels on it, I believe that this one is oversold. Uh, that RSI number is quite low right now. Um, and, you know, we have fallen about 20 bucks in the past five days or so. And uh, I do think that it's oversold at this point. I think we are we are down there and seeing this volume come back up. I think that this one is going to trend upwards from here. And, uh, you know, I've been buying a couple shares and trying to add to my position again to build out a position uh, in Visa. I think it's a long term winner. It's done well for me in the past couple of years, and I don't see that changing, especially as that international uh, travel comes back and they can uh, get some of the fees for uh, using cards across uh, uh, country boundaries. And uh, I do think that uh, some of the other fees that they um, have on the cards will uh, continue to make them more money. Uh, even with all the different fintech plays out there, I still think Visa and MasterCard are uh, great, well-established credit card companies that know how to make money. And uh, I do think that they're going to look for more growth as they go forward as well. And, uh, you know, they definitely have different paths to go down to uh, keep up with some of these smaller companies. But, uh, you know, they are some of the largest and that's for good reason. Uh, so, yep, Visa, uh, PayPal, we talked about Zillow. Uh, Lockheed was the other one. Uh, Lockheed, you know, they do have a bit of a weaker outlook right now. Uh, I am waiting to, to add to some more here. Um, they have been beat down and, you know, we're, we're just trying to find where that bottom level of support is for them. And uh, long-term, they are a great company. And uh, I do believe that they will do well going forward. They have more things than just defense. They have, you know, uh, aerospace and space exploration, things like that to where they are going to find a, a way forward. Uh, the air travel business probably is hurting them to some extent, but, uh, you know, like I said, lots of different arms, a little bit of temporary weakness, but this one has done well for me. Uh, currently let's see what the yield is, the dividend yield. And, uh, we're currently at, oh, that's visa. Let me see. Come on computer. Uh, 3.38% on this one. Uh, I believe that's pretty much, um, where they you're going to see them. They, they might get up closer to 3.75. If you can get a 3.75 yield on Lockheed, I would lock that in. Uh, definitely a good dividend and you would be buying at a discount. Um, but yeah, trading at 15 times earnings. This one on the analyst research, uh, we've got 19% of upside right now. Um, you know, we just had Bank of America come out with a 440 price target. Uh, that was on the 27th. Um, so, you know, other 375, 340, 376, 385, all within the past couple of days. Uh, you know, so 
we've got a good bit of, of upside from here, probably in the neighborhood of 50 bucks. Uh, I do think we're going to get back up to where we were trading here, you know, just a, a, a couple months ago. Uh, within a within a short amount of time here, uh, within that year time frame, I think we'll be back up there, and uh, you know they'll they'll certainly find a way forward and find a way to make uh, the next quarter better than than what they're facing right now with some of the different problems. And uh, you know I, I still like Lockheed and uh, LHX L three Harris more than uh, Boeing right now. I you know Boeing definitely still has a, a good bit of problems that they're working in in management with. Uh, some of their max jets and things like that. Uh, so for that reason, I'm still more bullish on Lockheed and L3 Harris uh, over Boeing. And, uh, you know, I do think that uh, that's going to be the one that I'm going to keep uh, adding to my position. Uh, you know, Boeing might have more upside from, uh, you know, from where they were and where they might be able to get back to. I think it's just going to be a rougher road for them. Uh, so I'm a little bit more conservative on this one. I, I like Lockheed, and that is going to be uh, my pick right now. I'm going to keep adding to that one. So those are some names that uh, are undervalued um, or oversold right now. PayPal, Zillow, Visa, Lockheed. Uh, like I said, I am waiting for uh, some positive indicators on these that the selling has stopped, and that could be a, uh, a slight bump up and then not retesting those lows. So a series of higher highs and uh, higher lows. I don't want to see that low drop below where we are right now, or that's still a, a sign that you've got some more selling. So once we see higher lows, we could be in the clear, um, but just definitely make sure that you're doing your own research. Uh, some other ones that did kind of come across when I was looking for this that uh, do have uh, some of the same oversold characteristics they just might not be for me right now was uh twitter snapchat and uh texas instruments so that's uh that's seven names for you to look up right there uh those you know some of them just don't really fancy me as much but they i do think they are a bit oversold uh also robin hood um that one's a bit oversold but still trending bearish uh meaning that it could have some more room to go down uh so actually that's eight names Eight names that we can look up right now that uh, I think have a good path forward uh, or, or a good uh, room to run, if you will. And, uh, you know, some of them might not be for me. Some of them might work better for you. But uh, let's take a look at them. Let's see what we got. And uh, let's uh, get out there, get invested and uh, let it grow. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you for listening to uh to me today on this episode and uh as, as always make sure to like subscribe uh turn on the notifications and uh please feel free to share with uh, someone who else someone else who might be interested in getting started in investing and uh hopefully we can all get out there and make some money i know on uh a lot of these plays that we've talked about uh whether it be tesla and phase lucid uh or definitely some others out there you know we've definitely been doing great here lately um, we've had a lot more gainers and we have losers. So, uh, catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. 
Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.